Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. I was down on the border earlier this week. I really want to have some time to tell you about that. So I hope to have a little bit of time towards the end of the show. If you're new to the show, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. We've had this podcast and radio show and video production running now for over six years, and we're excited about that. And we try to have a guest on every week. Now, When if you're watching on Facebook, and this is live, it's on a Thursday. But you might be watching it on YouTube, listening on the radio, or podcast on a different day. But if you want to check on Facebook every week on Thursday, we usually do it at 11 a.m. I had a few things that helped me up earlier, so we pushed it back to one, including something interesting I'll talk about on the personal level. But we try to bring a guest every week, and sometimes we'll have special segments of this. But go to your favorite um, online podcast format and portal, and I'm pretty sure that you'll find a link to the Texas Values Report. You can also go to our website, txvalues.org. There's a link there, and you can listen to current and past episodes of the Texas Values Report. And if you're watching on Facebook, like it, share it, get this into a lot of different um, posts and different, you know, get some more exposure. If you're watching on YouTube, click the little little bell and the subscribe button so you can get more videos every time we upload new content. Look, there's a lot to talk about. Early voting has started this week. There's a lot of buzz around the state. There's a lot of, I don't want to say mudslinging. That's so easy. People use that a lot of times. There's a lot of spirited communication going on. Um, And look, a lot of this is in the primaries, right? Many races in the state of Texas, except for the statewides, well, to some extent the statewides, are largely decided, arguably, okay, in the primary election because many of the districts are, you know, in the general, they're probably going to be a Republican or probably going to be a Democrat. We know a lot of statewide elections over the past years have gone Republican. Doesn't mean they will, but that's been the trend. So because of that, in part, I think we're seeing more and more focus on the primary elections because many times you're like, well, whoever wins the primary is probably going to win in November. Now, you don't ever want to take anything for granted. Don't get me wrong. But I think that's one of the reasons why we see a lot more focus at the primary election level, which is, you know, each party says, this is the person I want to represent me for my party going into November. Some of that is because it's a presidential election a year, but we'll unpack all that in just a minute because we have a great guest today that is uh, right in line with this and certainly on topic. Debbie Withnow serves as the president and leader of iVoter Guide, which is a national uh, program that we'll let her talk about how many states they're in in just a minute, but started here in Texas. And really the goal of it is to be an education and a voter resource. Because a lot of times, you know, you might look to your favorite group and say, well, who do they endorse? Maybe they don't endorse in certain races. Maybe you want to make the decision on your own. You want to see all the information. And that's what you can get with the iVoterGuide product. Texas Values Action, our partner group, is a partner the uh, with iVoterGuide. And we carry that product on our own website, free, freevotersguide.com. Excuse me, Debbie, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Glad to be here, Jonathan. Well, listen, we got to get together in person. It's been a little while since I've seen you. I'll probably try to have you speak at our policy event this year, September 13th and 14th. But like me, you're in a lot of different places trying to accomplish a lot of things. And in so many ways, just trying to be a servant for the Lord and do something you know, meaningful for the state of Texas, if not throughout the country. Uh, but for many years, that work of yours has focused on 
I Voter Guide and its, you know, existence that just continues to expand. Tell us a little bit about this resource and how many states you're in and why it started. Well, iVoterGuide.com was started in Texas, as you know. Back All in the great things started in Texas, right? <laughs> it, yay, amen. But, you know, it was after the 2010 election. We were really just in Texas to, covering candidates in the five largest counties for the in 2008, 2010. And it was at that point that our founder, Richard Ford, who you know well, said, you know, Texas is doing okay, but the rest of the nation needs some information and some help. So iVoterGuide went nationwide for the 2012 election. So we cover federal candidates in all 50 states. So every senator that's on the ballot, every congressman that's on the ballot, and this cycle, so we've continued to grow since then. Um, and in 2024, there are 42 states where we will cover their statewide races, whatever's on the ballot. And there are 36 states, I believe, that we are covering state legislative races. And I will tell you that, uh, you know, when we say statewide, it's not just governor. It's not just the top of the ticket. It's every statewide race. So in Texas, it even includes uh, the Supreme Court, the Court of Criminal Appeals. So lots of information at iVoterGuide.com. Well, let's boil it down and focus on Texas, since that is where the work at Texas Values is focused. And obviously, that's where iVoterGuide started. I believe the statistic that a member of your team shared with me that about 370 candidates or so are covered in the Voter's Guide as it pertains to races in Texas. Is that about right? That could be about right. It all depends on, you know, we're, we're covering some school board races yep. coming up in May. That might include those numbers. Um, but it is quite a few candidates, and we do a deep dive on each of those candidates. Yeah, look, I mean, th that's a big number, okay? You look at the, there's 150 House seats. There's 31 Senate seats at the state level. So that's, you know, what, 181. Then you've got some statewide races. And then if you throw in some school board races and all that, you know, look, that could be a lot for the average person to follow. And for many people, you really just care about who am I voting for in my area. But there can be different levels of that as well. And so I get that question all the time. Thank you for the statewide races in Texas House and Senate. But what about my school board race? What about my mayoral race? You know, and I'm like, listen, you know, what about all these different district judges? And I'm like, you know, listen, God bless y'all. I'd love to have more donations and hire more staff. There's only so much ground that we can cover. So yeah. standing in the gap is I voter guide in, in such a, you know, was really a multiplier for us. You know, our partner group does endorse candidates. But nowhere near the, the amount of candidates are at the level that you see with the iVoterGuide product. And so I think more and more people are seeing that as a resource. I think a lot of that has to do with covering the local elections. Um, but talk to me a little bit about feedback that you've heard over the years. I mean, I know some of that's led to, to covering school board races. Um, yeah. Are you seeing more and more people are seeing value in it and, and they're looking for the information you're providing? Oh, exactly. My favorite quote recently I've been sharing I Voter Guide with uh, other like-minded organizations, Colson Fellows, My Faith Votes. And my favorite quote is somebody said, where have you been all my life? <laughs> I need this information and nobody's been doing it. So we, we, we serve what I think is a valuable service. And I, I personally, I represent the uh, the average Christian voter. I'm not, I never worked in the lo in legislating in, with the lobbyist like you do, Jonathan. And uh, as, a, as a voter and as a voter trying to be a good steward and vote wisely, iVoterGuide makes it so easy. You just go to the website, either freevotersguide.com or iVoterGuide.com, and you enter your address and we'll just show you the races and candidates that are on your ballot with all of the research, who they've given money to, who's, who's, um, who have they received money from, 
if they've held office, we have scorecards from groups like Texas Values Action, from uh, Right to Life groups, from gun rights. I mean, every scorecard that we can find that's looking at how legislators have voted, we're really trying to paint a picture of every candidate incumbent and candidate that's on the ballot. So uh, at the federal level, at the state level, we we dive deep. We send them questionnaires on broad spectrum of issues, all those topics that you mentioned. You know, Jonathan, we love working with you guys and, and getting an accurate tool in the hands of voters so that they can uh, be a good steward and know what to do, especially in the primary. Maybe oh, yeah. That's when it's harder to find information. No, and, and sometimes like the, the more involved uh, voter is active in the primary elections right? you get to the general election and the numbers are a little bit bigger but you got people that you know maybe just don't pay attention as much and so at the primary level i think you see that higher level voter if you will that's looking for more information and then some of that is because there might not be a huge difference in some races right i mean and so people are like you know they look about the same sound about the same and and so they and wonder the hardest time. yeah they wonder is there some other information i haven't seen even though it might not be in a, you know, create an extraordinary difference, just enough difference to go, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and vote for that person. It sort of tips the scale a little bit. And I think that that's a value that they get. Ashley, if you'll put on the screen, just the, um, the graphic that, or, um, maybe the homepage when you let's do this graphic, but then if you can bring up the homepage of freevotersguide.com so people can see that, or maybe the, the direct one, I voter guide. But let me talk for a minute about the Christian voter. You remember, mentioned sort of the average voter. Part of the reason that the I voter guide product exists is for churches to feel like they have a product to look at that's not an endorsement. It doesn't say go vote for this one. It just gives information. And that's what churches can do. Um, you know, if you go to our website, you'll see a little bit more detail about that. Churches can give people the website if they want to go look at it. They can remind people about about how important it is to vote. They can tell them, you know, follow biblical standards when you decide who to vote. And some of the questions that are asked are along those lines of biblical in nature. Um, Debbie, pro-life issues, you know, you look at um, issues related to religious freedom and marriage. Uh, but I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I was on the border. Is border security, do, do we see it getting into some of those issues that maybe you don't always hear, you know, Christian conservatives talk about as much? That is a couple of the questions that we have, you know, which should we strengthen the border? We have we have border foreign policy questions on the on the survey as well. So we do get into, um, you know, what which what should we be doing at the border? What should we be doing with the economy? Um, you know, it's beyond just faith issues. But my favorite question we have is describe your spiritual beliefs and values, yeah. because that gives me a better picture of where they're going to vote on legislation that I don't even know it's going to be a, a topic in the next coming cycle. Well, you can just go straight to iVoterGuide.com if you want to go through the Texas Values Action Porter. That, that's FreeVotersGuide.com. We've got a lot of great resources on there, too, about how to get to your county and where's the polling place and all that kind of stuff. Because those are the questions I get asked a lot. People are, like, on their way to the poll. They're texting me, Jonathan, where's the polling? I'm like, okay, where do you live? Let's start, you know, for the basics. Um, you know, and a lot of times in early voting, it's anywhere in the county. Now, that's not the case in every county. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, but I know a lot of counties operate that way. So anywhere you can vote in the county, typically in a polling location and early voting, those are the two weeks, the main election day on March 5th. It can usually uh, oftentimes be a little bit more specific and particular. But look, there's also a presidential year that we're in um, that's covered. On, and we know a lot of those candidates have, have dropped out. 
uh, particularly on the Republican side. But I do think when you get into a presidential year, it increases people's awareness that there's an important election. And they might not be aware of some of these lower level races. They might not be aware there's a Texas Supreme Court race and a Court of Criminal Appeals race. And so um, has it has that been y'all's experience that in a presidential year, you're seeing a higher demand for this product? Oh, for sure. There's a higher percentage of people who vote in a presidential year. Um, and our goal and our hope is that, you know, they'd come to iVoter Guide, even if they're only interested in presidential, but then they're going to learn about all those statewide races and they're going to learn about those state legislative races and maybe even the local races. Because, you know, typical turnout in a general election in a presidential year is about 60 percent. In, a, in an off year, it's about 40%. In a primary election, it's only 20%. So, so you know, uh, this year is, has more uh, importance or more turnout in November, but the primary, which is coming up in Texas, we all need to be uh, checking out those candidates and participating this time, even, at, even in a presidential year. And even if you don't think that, um, if you think, if you, you know, people have different feelings about the presidential election right now, and I don't want to get into that, but you need to vote on all the other races. <laughs> oh, we could spend many shows on that topic. Uh, but, you know, think about Texas for a second. Let, let's, you know, we'll take our focus back there. You have presidential races, and, and that's largely decided. People can argue with me that. Post your comment if you want. Okay, but but then you've got U.S. Senate races, right? Mm-hmm. And on the Republican-Democratic side, you have a an incumbent senator, Senator Ted Cruz, who does have challengers in the Republican. I don't think they're all that well known. Um, and then on the Democratic side, you've got um, a, a primary race with several sort of high profile or candidates that have some history, one from Congress, one from our, our, our state Senate that are getting a lot of attention. Then you've got a lot of congressional races where members of Congress from Texas decided not to run again. And so you got some open seats in, in North Texas, in the Houston area that are drawing a lot of attention. But I think the bigger one we're seeing is the Texas House races where you've got, you know, on the Republican side, you've got Governor Abbott endorsing people. You've got Paxton. You've got the lieutenant governor. Sometimes they're endorsing the same people. You've got the school choice issue. You've got uh, leadership issues in the House that are that are becoming part of the, the um, conversation. There's only a couple of Senate seats, um, really, really one, I think, that's drawing a lot of attention at the Texas level, but all of these, I think, generate a lot more interest. And then they go to your product and they realize, oh, there's some other stuff maybe I wasn't aware of. Right, right. Yeah, now that's the whole goal and the, the benefit of Guide. It's across the ballot. You you drive people to, uh, to to vote wisely and you give them one tool. You gather all the information into one place and um, and, and they can look at for each candidate, not only how have we rated them, because you probably talked about every candidate gets rated on this gas gauge scale from verified liberal to verified conservative, but you can go in and, um, you know, sometimes candidates get rated the same way. There'll be multiple conservative candidates running for the same seat. And how are you going to decide? You click on see their candidate profile and you can read who's endorsed them. You know, do you are you more in the Abbott camp? You in the Paxton camp or, you know, whoever whoever your your policy is or your issue is, you can read how they've answered the survey. Look who's given them money. Are they getting money from some of the establishment, uh, you know, liberal media type things? Are they getting them from unions? 
uh, the data's there so that you can make your choice. We're talking with Debbie Withnow. She is the CEO, president, leader. What is your actual title? I didn't look at that before we got on. What? <laughs> president, president, it's on the screen, Jonathan, <laughs> president of I, I'm not looking, I'm looking into the camera. There is a screen over here, but I'm a little nearsighted. It's kind of far away from my That's okay. Desk. I'm also a vice president at AFA Action. Thank you. Okay. And, and that's a that's a little plug to the donors. I need a bigger screen in our studio because I'm nearsighted <laughs> and I need money so I can buy glasses. You know, anyway, the list goes Maybe on. Lace it. Okay, see, now <laughs> Ashley's brought up the screen bigger. Okay, I appreciate that now. Now I know where to look. Um, <laughs> so I, no, I joke that because like I use the title president. Kelly now is, Shackelford is president and CEO. And then sometimes I'll see people. You know, yeah. executive director. So, okay, there we go. I can see that in the scroll there, uh, the crawl. Special guest, Debbie Withnow, president of, here it comes, iVoter Guide, and she just mentioned vice president of AFA Action, who's also um, the part, well, the parent group, if you will, for yes. iVoter Guide. Uh -huh. So I want to uh, jump back for a second. There was something that you mentioned that I thought was interesting. Um, you can see who candidates have given to, who's given mm -hmm. to them. And uh, there might be some information there sort of that you're surprised about or, or maybe mm -hmm. you weren't aware of or maybe you weren't aware somebody had a primary challenger, right? There's a lot of good information that I think people might actually sort of stumble across. Here is one of the questions, though, that I get asked the most, less than previous years, but still almost every year it's in the top five. Jonathan, do you have a printout of the voter guide that you oh. can mail me. <laughs> and so, and, but but it, it does take us back to one of the great things about iVoterGuide. You don't have to sift through all of the candidates across the entire state. You put in your address and it customizes it for you, right? It gives you a whole list, which right. you could print yourself from your printer. Am I right? Well, yes. And you don't have to know that you're in Congressional District 23 and State <laughs> House District 47 because, and sometimes those change, you know, in redistricting. So we try to make it as easy as we can. We did just roll out a brand new website look about two weeks ago and the print feature is not on that site yet but it's coming in the near future because i know you're going to ask me um, because we have a lot of users who want to print it so i just write it down on paper now so i can take that into the well ballot. some of that is because uh way back all right when texas values was first starting and then when when we were you know birthed out of first liberty and, and kelly shockford's group we used to print it was like a newspaper that yes. was so big yes. there was so much information to look forward and you had to look through all of it to know what to yeah. vote for because there was no you know digital component to where you could put in your address we used to deliver it you know it was like a big bundle i mean it was a major operation and expensive and right? very expensive right yeah. so i tell people we're trying to save your you know donation dollars <laughs> please trying to print it from home hey this is a win-win it's not only less expensive but it's got more information than that magazine and it's easier to use yeah there's no doubt ivoterguide.com you can go there and look you might be watching from a different state go to ivoterguide look at the map click that if you want to come through the uh, texas values action portal freevotersguide.com a lot of good stuff on there on the home page about where to go vote, what your rights are, and all that kind of stuff, in addition to getting down to the nuts and bolts of the candidate. I'm looking forward at the end of this year, Debbie, to look at some of the data because I think iVoterGuide is going to have one of its best years. And we want that, too, for the state of Texas. We want to be number one. We want to be the Amen. state that had the most activity and in the highest data. Big, so Biggest and best. Biggest and best. <laughs> so, um, And I do appreciate the shout-out to, to Richard Ford, if you will, the reminder of where a lot of this started because – you know, you talk about a guy who, for so much of his life, was in the middle of these type of things, but also innovative, 
tireless, you know, even to his last days, I know these were things that he cared about. And so his legacy is being represented well. So iVoterGuide.com is the website. You can find out more information. And if you want to support the work, you can donate to a wonderful organization, iVoterGuide, that's now a product of our friends at American Family Association. So, Debbie, have you voted yet? I know early voting started. It has. Well, I'm in Nashville when it started, so not yet, but I'm going to go on Friday or Saturday. Okay. Are you at NRIB, the National Religious Broadcasters event, probably? I I am, yes. Okay. We're, we're going to send Ashley to that next year. I almost talked to her Ooh. about it, but I was like, we got too much election stuff. Have a great time out there and uh, safe travels, and thanks for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. My pleasure. Next time we'll do it in person, Jonathan. <laughs> I look forward to it. All right, Debbie Wuthnow from iVoterGuide, the president of iVoterGuide and vice president of AFA, as she made me aware. So a lot to, uh, to figure out before you go vote. Maybe. Okay. Listen, a lot's being said, emails, mail pieces. Sometimes it's too much, right? You get flooded with information. Uh, don't forget to pray about it. Okay. Don't forget to say, okay, I got this information. Now, what is the Lord telling me? What does my faith tell me? That is the focus of two events we had this week for Texas Values. I was in Laredo for one of our prayer events with candidates in North Texas. Judah Kuntz from our team was leading a prayer event up there. And um, these were not endorsements of candidates. These were an opportunity. We invited all the candidates from the area, different parties, and simply had some prayer time. But to remind them the importance of their public service and really to encourage them to seek the Lord's guidance, to be in prayer, and to let us come alongside them through our church outreach work, Church Ambassador Network of Texas, Texcan, to be a guide, you know, if we can, to, for, that, for that spiritual side, right? Again, not to push anybody to vote one way or another. The, the more that we can have godly candidates that are running, it doesn't matter what party it is. And I know, look, we all have strong feelings on the political parties. And most of the time, you know, there's a lot of good reason for that. And there's accuracy. But once those people have been elected and they're in office, we should still be encouraging them to pray. And we see it a lot of times. People will go a different direction of their party because of their Christian values. I mean, I think we see it a little bit more on the Democrat side, if you will. I was down in South Texas and I was I was hearing, you know, kind of some reports about some Democrats in that area that also vote pro-life, which we know that the Democratic Party typically is a pro-abortion party very vigorously, if you will. And so that's very encouraging to me, you know, to see people say, I'm going to do what my faith says and what I think is right, you know, particularly in a state like Texas that is incredibly pro-life. Um, so go to freevotersguide.com, check out all the resources there, sign up, get the good information, and then forward it to a friend. Drop a link on social media somewhere. Send it in an email. Forward one of our emails because um, not everybody in Texas votes. You, you think we have 100%? I don't know that we ever have. So if you think that person knows or that person's probably voted, chances are they haven't, okay? So share this information with them, and we can continue to, uh, to get a lot of value at it. But I want to talk about a little bit my time at the border. I wasn't there, okay, to tour the border like we've seen Governor Abbott and a lot of members, the lieutenant governor and, and so on. That was not the goal. I went to Laredo, which is a border town, um, for this prayer event at a great church down there with a member of our team, Pastor Jorge Tovar. But he said, hey, while you're here, 
you think you got time for me to take you, you know, to the border right there, you know, the Rio Grande River? And I really didn't have time. As a matter of fact, I think I got a late charge on my rental car. But, um, and that was probably because I was talking too much once we got there. But nonetheless, I really didn't have time. It wasn't what I had budgeted to do. I had a lot of other things that I was navigating, but I was there. And sometimes it's like that. You're like, you know what? And I'm not there very often, to be honest. So I was like, but I'm here. A lot's been going on. I'm going to go. So I, so I got up a little bit earlier, went out there with Pastor Tovar and his wife. And, you know, look, I have history from that area. My dad's from South Texas. Uh, my family's been in Texas for many generations. You know, I remember as a kid going to that area, visiting relatives and all that kind of stuff, crossing the border at Brownsville, if not in Laredo, but around that area and it not being that big of a deal. Things have changed so much, right? And, and just to really think for a minute what it's like to be in that part of the state and some of the conflict that's going on, but also to see the connection between Texas and Mexico that's been there for a long time. I mean, there's a lot of evidence of, hey, of like, hey, we're neighbors, right? Let's get along. But also that sense of we have to respect the rules of our individual countries and state, right? It's not only, it's a, I made this point on the video, it's not only the Texas-Mexico border, it's the USA-Mexico border, right? I mean, there, there's, you know, added significance there. And so while we understand why a lot of people wanted to come to America, we know that we've got to have certain rules. And when there's no rules, you have sort of just anarchy, right? People are doing whatever they want and you've got bad people that will take advantage of that. And that's what I think is one of the most troubling things we continue to hear about um, how people are being treated, how people are being murdered, how people are being forced to do illegal things and, and have themselves violated in a variety of different ways. And, um, and so that's got to stop. But one way to stop it is to have a standard that, uh, that people are following on both sides of the border. I'm not a border security expert, you know, I'll admit that to you, but I just got some sense and I thought, let me spend some time there. I got to spend some time in prayer and reflection as well, because I know that there are still good people on both sides, but there's a good reason why we've been able to operate this way and respect those boundaries, but still um, have value on both sides of that border if we can, and ultimately safety. That is one of the things that's just been such a big issue um, in that region for quite a long time. And so, listen, that's an issue you need to think about when you go to vote, the approach that people have, and if they're serious about doing something. And the right we have is Texas. If the federal government's not going to do the right thing, that we can as well. But also to be reminded the importance of being able to pray and have that faith, that strong religious freedom that we have in our country when it comes to these issues. So check out my video if you want. Listen, if you see value in our work, please consider making a donation at txvalues.org. That's how we continue to exist. That's how we do the work that we do as people across the state invest in us. We've got about a $2 million budget collectively with the two entities that we run. Um, and our bills and our budget is every month. It's not just on certain times of the year. We have a lot of full-time staff. Go to txvalues.org, make that tax-deductible donation today, and that's how we together can protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.